How can we as healthcare practitioners move from just providing disease management to providing true healthcare? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast that helps you grow your practice and expand your skills as a practitioner. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for wellness-minded practitioners and professionals and people who are passionate about transforming this broken healthcare system. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo, and my mission is to empower millions of people to go from disease and dysfunction into living the healthiest life possible. If you're in or work with women in perimenopause and postmenopausal stages, and you need strategies to eliminate the hot and sweaty moments, this episode is for you. Before we get started with our very special guest, Dr. Kieran Dunstan, I want to remind you about the free adrenal resource guide we created for you. So you can download it at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash adrenals. Welcome to the impact of adrenal hormone dysfunction on menopause and strategies practitioners can use to restore balance. And we know that, you know, as people get into menopause, they don't like the sweaty and they don't like the, the hot flashes and they don't like the irritability. But as practitioners, if we just want to know what's the latest and the greatest herb for hot flashes, we're missing the boat. So what I want to say is Dr. Kieran is an expert at this and she has her own story of her own painful menopause that she was able to overcome through diet, lifestyle, functional medicine approaches. So she lost 100 pounds and fixed her adrenal fatigue with some of the strategies she's going to be sharing. And so wouldn't you like to have those to work with your patients with? She is majorly trained. She's well qualified for all this. She's a fellowship in anti-aging medicine, metabolic and functional medicine, and has practiced this away from the conventional medicine that she grew up in for over a decade. She hosts the Hormone Prescription Podcast, is the founder of her Hormone Club, which is a membership providing women all over the place with the access to the right kinds of hormone replacement. And she has coaching programs to help women fix their hormones. So after all that, she's been featured on TEDx, CBS, NBC, Reader's Digest, The Huffington Post, Best Self, and More. So let's just jump in and start to share a little bit about how did you figure out that the connection between menopause and adrenals, you know, why it's overlooked and how we can do something different with our patients. Right. That's a great question. So let's start there. Here I was board certified OBGYN practicing standard of care OBGYN for over a decade. And then I was in my 40s and I all of a sudden kind of hit a wall and my health started deteriorating. I started gaining weight. I was tired at one point, so tired that all I had energy to do was go to work and come home and sleep. And even though I was a wife and a mom, I really didn't have time for my husband or my kids or even for my own life. My hair was falling out. I had no sex drive. I had depression and anxiety so severe at one point that I was on five psychoactive medications that I had no reason to be depressed or anxious. I had irritable bowel, gastritis, fibromyalgia. Like the diagnoses just kept mounting. And maybe you've got clients like that too, who 
it's one thing after another. I call it spiraling the drain. You're going down the drain slowly every day you get up and it's a new thing. And it really created this sense of hopelessness and helplessness in me because here I was supposed to know more about women's health than anyone else. And you could look at me and see that I wasn't healthy. I looked and felt 20 years older than I was. And as a board certified OBGYN, I said, oh, well, I've got to have a thyroid problem. I'll run thyroid tests. So I'd run the standard thyroid test and they would come back, quote unquote, normal. And I did this many, many times. I even went to my internal medicine doctor. She ran the test. They came back normal. And she tried various prescriptions, you know, antidepressants or pain medicines for fibromyalgia and things like that. I did go through a phase where I couldn't sleep. So she gave me sleep medicine, but none of them ever restored me to feeling like myself, losing the weight, getting the energy back, getting my hair, my sex drive, all of that. And I got to this place where I really felt very hopeless to help myself and disillusioned because I went into medicine specifically to help women because I'm passionate about women's health. And here, not only was I suffering, but I looked around at all my patients who were aging and they had the same problems and they would leave my office with a fistful of prescriptions and they never came back and said, oh my gosh, Dr. Kieran, those prescriptions you gave me make me feel awesome. I'm restored. I feel great in my skin. It never happened. And I just started saying to my colleagues, like, are we really helping anyone? And they dismissed me and thought I was a little crazy, but I've always had this mind that wants to get to the bottom of problems, but I really couldn't. And so I even had days and maybe you've got clients who are there where I thought if this is what life is going to be, I don't even want to live it. And then luckily it was actually one of my patients who I call Gina Davis. You guys know Gina Davis, famous actress. Well, she's had her own midlife struggles with her weight and energy and health. And so she came in. I did the prescription tango with her. It didn't help her. She came back three months later and she went away. I didn't really have answers for her. And then she came back a year later for her annual exam. And I saw her at the end of the hall and she looked like a new woman. She had lost 30 pounds. She was down to her ideal weight. Her hair was full. The light was back on in her eyes. She was smiling. There was a pup in her step. And I couldn't wait to get her in her room and ask her what she did. It turns out she found this doctor who did the things we're going to talk about today with her tests and treatments I had no idea about. And the gynecologists you might be having your clients go to don't either. And she felt better than she had in 25 years. So that started my seven year journey to becoming fellowship trained in anti-aging metabolic and functional medicine. And that was over 10 years ago. I've practiced that exclusively since. I made a pledge when I discovered it because it made sense to me. I'm going to use these tools. And if they work on me, I'm going to spend the rest of my life educating other women and practitioners about this type of medicine and educate as many women as I can, millions, hopefully. Thank you for being here because you allow me to fulfill my mission. So that's a little bit about my story. Wow. Yeah. And we hear this all the time. And just hearing you say, the tools I learned in medical school couldn't help me, aren't helping my patients. What am I here for if I can't help these people? Fistfuls of prescriptions, and I hear it all the time, all the time. And I know there's other ways. And then once we start working with people and applying the functional medicine, nutrition, lifestyle approaches, they are new people 
Tell us about, you know, where is your, where do you start? What do you do when somebody comes in and they're hot and sweaty and irritable and their marriage is falling apart and they're yanking on their kids and they just can't deal with it? Where do you start? Yeah, that's a great question. Where you start is doing the right tests and reading them the right way. You test, don't guess. So this is contrary to a standard corporate medical approach, which is founded on guess, don't test, right? In mainstream medicine, if someone comes in and they can't sleep, really no testing is usually done initially. You know, we're told, we tell patients to take Benadryl or we prescribe them a medication to help them sleep like Ambien. Um, and that that's really where it ends. And if they're tired, right, we might check for anemia. We might check for Epstein-Barr. Like that was the extent of my fatigue workup as a corporate medical doctor. And it doesn't ever restore anyone or find a problem. So you got to do the right tests and read them the right way. I say that hormones are the foundation of a woman's health. We are not just little men with an accessory reproductive pack that allows us to have babies and makes us have periods, right? We're foundationally different. And so when you're building a house, you have to go in the ground first and dig down to pour the foundation so your house will stand strong. And for a woman's health, the hormones are the foundation. So you've got to to look at those first in order to restore the rest of her health. And I work with seven main metabolic hormones and a lot of people are misguided and particularly patients themselves, because we've taught them this, that it's my female hormones. It's my estrogen, progesterone, and sometimes they're not even aware that testosterone is part of that. So they're only looking for those answers. And what I say is, yes, and you've got to look at the other four main metabolic hormones, right? Which you talk about a lot, you know, Marie, insulin, cortisol, thyroid, DHEA. If you miss those, women will never experience what's possible for them. So you've got to look at all these, and I put them in two categories. One of the hormones you might need a prescription for, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. At some point, when you go into hormonal poverty, or a woman does, definitely by the time she's menopausal, but most women go into it when they're perimenopausal at some point in their 40s, and sometimes it can happen in the 20s and 30s. You might need, at some point, a prescription for that, and then there are the hormones you may not need a prescription for insulin, thyroid, cortisol, DHEA. But if you fail to address those, then you're not going to get what's possible. So you need the two prescriptions. One is written, one is not. And you start by testing, not guessing, and reading the test the right way. Awesome. So let's talk about, we've been going through a whole segment on the podcast on the adrenals and all the different interactions on the cortisol and DHEA and the testing and all. So let's talk about how does adrenal dysfunction, cortisol, DHEA, how does adrenal dysfunction and stress, which everybody's under, how does that affect the menopause? Right. So in countries where people don't have the cortisol issues that we have in more developed countries, we tend to have more cortisol or adrenal issues. Menopause isn't even a big deal. And so one of the reasons we actually have what I call pathologic menopause is because we have cortisol and adrenal issues to such a high degree in a lot of developed countries. There are even some cultures that don't have a word for menopause because it's not a thing. Women just stop cycling and they're fine. That is directly because of cortisol problems. Now, why does cortisol impact your menopause? Well, all hormones really work as a symphony. So if you've ever been to the symphony, you see all the different instruments you've got in the strain section, 
violins, violas, cellos, bass, and you've got the wind section, you have French horns, you've got flutes, you've got all these different instruments and they all have to play together well for it to sound harmonious. And it's the same for your hormones. They all interact, they all affect each other. And your body will literally rob from Peter to save Paul. So it will take from making what your body considers less important hormones to make the more important ones. What is the most important hormone in your body? I would argue insulin and cortisol are the two most important hormones in your body. You really aren't going to live at all if you don't have cortisol. If someone came and took all your cortisol, you would die pretty rapidly. And the same is true of insulin, although maybe a little bit more slowly. So your body will uphold those hormones to the greatest degree. And it will actually steal from the sex hormones, most notably progesterone, to make cortisol, pregnenolone steal. Um, and so if you're not looking at a cortisol, adrenal stress curve, right, salivary testing throughout the day and seeing where your client is, you're going to miss a key factor in what's going on with her estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Because if you only look at that, you're going to miss the whole picture. So if your client has significant stressors that are affecting her cortisol, and I don't just mean psychosocial stressors, I mean internal stressors, blood sugar stressors, inflammatory stressors, infectious stressors, and look at her cortisol, then you're probably not going to optimize her sex hormones to any degree um, in the long term. I hope that makes sense. Oh, it totally makes sense, right? We talk about that all the time. Like your body is not concerned with reproduction, which is the main function when there's tigers chasing you. It's like, let's get out of the, the rat race. Let's get away from the tiger. And so, yeah, we want our bodies to preferentiate cortisol in those situations. Unfortunately, we live in those situations every day, but they're not physical threats, right? They're the boss the finances, the kids, the job, whatever, all of these things that are creating stress. And we create that same metabolic response in the body, right? And so now we don't have sex drive, right? We, we are like, oh, it's so true. And, you know, when in my story as a board certified OBGYN, I didn't know to look at cortisol, right? Cortisol was just, it was a stress hormone. It was important. But it was only abnormal in people in the ICU who were in the top or bottom 2.5% people with Cushing's disease or Addison's disease. So we never were even taught to check it unless someone was severely and acutely ill, i.e. in the ICU. And then we would check it in blood, which is not the best way to check it. And we would compare it to what the lab says is normal or reference range. And typically that's a ginormous range. And basically, if they're alive, it's going to come back in that range. And so I had done that on myself because I had heard peripherally, oh, that could be a thing. Um, and it came back, quote unquote, normal. But when I discovered the right test and I did the salivary stress curve throughout the day, I had a flat line across the bottom. If I didn't know to do that, I would have missed that. And what I find with a lot of practitioners who do this type of help for women is that they oftentimes will say, well, go to your gynecologist because they can't prescribe hormones and get a prescription for X, Y, or Z, but they don't necessarily know that that doctor isn't going to know the right test to do for the cortisol, the right test to do for the insulin, the right test to do for the thyroid, 
or even the sex hormones or how to read them. And so that was why I had to get that education to do it. So I want to make sure that you're all making sure that your people, and I know if you're with Rita Mary, you're getting the right test. So that's great. So I want to just, I want to address a little bit more on the testing, but then I want to talk about what's the approach, right? How, what's your approach that, you know, is different from what you learned in medical school? You mentioned the salivary and these tests throughout the day. Uh, what about the Dutch test and the metabolites and cortisol awakening response and all that? Do you utilize that in your testing sequences? Yeah. In my opinion, the Dutch test is really the standard of care for sex hormone and cortisol evaluation and management. So that is the test that I use. So when I work with women in my programs at the Midlife Metabolism Institute, everybody gets a comprehensive testing panel to start with on their hormones. So they get the Dutch Plus that includes the salivary cortisol, and it tells you active and inactive cortisol. It tells you not only your three different types of estrogen, your progesterone, testosterone, but it tells you how are you detoxifying your estrogen in the two phases of liver detoxification of estrogen, phase one and phase two, which is super important. So you want to make sure you're looking at that. It tells you how your 5-alpha reductase levels are, the enzyme that can give you a more androgenic hair growth and hair loss profile in your patients. So if they are more 5-alpha, you want to know that. And it gives you some other markers that are helpful too, but those are the main reasons. And then the cortisol and then I like everyone to have a fasting insulin, glucose, and a hemoglobin A1C. I like everyone to have a comprehensive thyroid profile, including TSH, free and total T3, free and total T4, reverse T3, thyroid peroxidase antibodies, antithyroglobulin antibodies. And that's kind of where I start. Well, actually, no, let me say this, Rita Marie. I start with people getting honest because what I find for a lot of women is there's usually one thing that's driving them crazy that they want fixed and they forget about all the other things. And I like to educate women that symptoms are not the problem. They are the signposts pointing to the problem. And so you have to get honest about all the problems in order to really be able to read the tea leaves and decipher what the problems are. So I like to do a comprehensive symptom inventory. And plus you can track over time, have them scale it like one to five with the symptoms. Then we go to testing and that's where I start. And then we read them the right way. We don't look for normal values because women reach out to me all the time on social media. Um, and they say, oh, I went and purchased the Dutch test off their website, which you can do. And I don't know how to read it. So I took it to my doctor, my $30 HMO copay doctor, and they told me I'm fine. But I don't believe that because I don't feel well because I can't sleep and I can't lose weight and I have no sex drive, right? All the things, all the 60 plus symptoms of what I call midlife metabolic mayhem. And so I look and see, look, let me look at your Dutch and I look and it's like, because the arrows are pointing to like you're normal for a menopausal woman with your estradiol, people who don't know how to read it say, oh, you're normal. And so I always, and I want you all to make sure you're telling your clients if you have symptoms that are remain unresolved, there is always a problem. And if you don't know what the problem is, you haven't asked the right question or done the right test to figure it out. So it's not that your client's ever crazy. And to tell women that is gaslighting, which is what mainstream medicine is doing. Like nothing is worse than the gaslighting that's happening to women at midlife in mainstream medicine. And we're basically told there's no problem, there's no answer and no solution. And that's not true. The approach is 
get honest about the symptoms and then do the test, then read them for optimal levels. Like there's no reason you shouldn't have the same healthy levels at 60 or 70 that you did at 20. So that's what we want to look for. And if you're not, then we want to work to optimize them. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it's really important that whole normal, like you had a thyroid panel done when you were trying to solve your problems. They did TSH. TSH was normal and they didn't do all those other tests, right? They don't do all these tests. And I love what you said about the fact that if there are still symptoms, it means that something is out of balance and you just haven't asked the right question, done the right testing to figure it out. And that's where we as practitioners need to help people. And asking the right questions is the super best way to start, right? We start asking questions that nobody's ever asked them before. Environmental exposures, moldy basements, whatever, you know, things that might be contributing, right? How many dental fillings do they have? How long have they had them? Do they have root canals? All these things that contribute to the mayhem and the stressors in the body, right? So we really super, super important. And the other thing I wanted to mention, throw in there, is we always talk about ratios. It's not just a matter of this and this are in the normal range. It's a ratio sometimes between them. One is at the low end and one's at the high end. There's something wrong here because one's supposed to convert to the other or vice versa. So there's all these ways to look at it. We have done an extensive review of those metabolites on a previous episode of Reinvent Healthcare. So I recommend everybody go back and review that if you haven't been there. So we've got all this. We're looking at the picture. You're running these tests. People are coming back and going, oh, I had no idea. Do you tie in genetics at all? Just as an aside, like they have certain genetic factors that might be interfering with their detoxification pathway impacts. Yeah. When I when I work with women, it's like building a house. And so unfortunately, and maybe you see this in your clients too, there are a lot of women, millions of women, right? 50 million women in menopause in the US at any given moment, 2 million of us going into menopause each year, no answers. So that many women are on Google trying to find answers. And when they come, they really are looking for answers. So this is the thing. Most people don't want to spend time and money on their health. That That's the problem. <laughs> and so they're looking for short-term fixes. And most people, if you tell them, well, if you've got compromised phase one or two detox on your Dutch test, you really should have a genetic test to look at your SNPs. Most of them don't necessarily see the utility for that. So I'm not the kind of doctor who says, oh, take this one supplement and you'll be fine. This will fix everything or take this one prescription. I'm kind of like, you want the best health of your life. You want to live as long as possible. You want your vitality span to be as long as possible. These are all the things you need to get there. So I not only tell people who, women who get it and who are like, I get it, Kieran. I want to do all the things. That's what I call it. I have them do a genetic profile right off the bat. I have them do mitochondrial testing. I have them do stool testing. I have them do food sensitivity testing. So that's my recommendation is that everyone should know as much as they can about their health. Now, some of your clients aren't going to want to invest that much time or money. Um, but I think it's incumbent upon us as practitioners to educate them to understand why they should want this and why it's a worthwhile investment of their time and money. And if we can't do that, what are we not understanding for ourselves? So I find that oftentimes our recommendations won't be taken if we don't do the same things. 
So I tell people, this is the journey I took with my own health. It was seven years, right, <laughs> of learning a lot. And I wasted so much time and money because I didn't have someone to guide me. So they really need a guide like you or Rita Marie or me to help them. But part of that is helping to decondition them from what they've been conditioned to believe their health is and what they need from mainstream society and corporate medicine. And unfortunately, what we are taught as humans is that your body is a mystery and the doctor is the expert on your body and your health. And when you have a problem, you go to the doctor, they're the experts, you can trust them. You don't have to ask questions. You just do what they tell you. And that's just not true, right? Gone are those days. We have to become the experts on our own health just like we have to in our own finances, our own education, our own careers, our own parenting. So this is a long answer to a short question with a lot of opinions in here. So yes, I do genetic testing. I think everyone should have it, but we have to educate people as to why they need it. As to why. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I agree with you. So opinions <laughs> taken and nod, not laying ever right. All right, so what do we do? You've done the testing, whatever, you know, the short version of the testing, the long version of the testing, whatever. You've gotten some ideas that this person's cortisol levels are crazy throughout the day, or their cortisol awakening response is off, or their metabolites are off, or they have some of the dangerous estrogen metabolites. So where do we go from here? Right. So then I start, I'm, I believe education is paramount. Again, I'm not the kind of practitioner who likes to, I don't just tell people do this because I'm the expert and I told you to. I don't believe in that, right? <laughs> education. So like in my Midlife Metabolism Institute, I have modules for each one of the hormones explaining what is it? How does it work? Where does it come from? How do you get problems with it? How, once you get your values, how do you decide what to do about this? And your clients need to understand that because I promise you, if you don't give explanations and education, your recommendations are not going to go very far or last very long. Uh, they're not going to stick with taking their bioidentical bias that they have to pay out of pocket at the pharmacy. They're going to go to their regular doctor and just go, I can't afford this. Um, can you give me something else? And they're going to be put on horse estrogen or some other type of synthetic estrogen or medroxyprogesterone acetate that could be harmful or they're not going to be given testosterone. So you have to educate them. What is the difference between synthetic and artificial hormones? So why do you need testosterone as a win? And most doctors think, oh, it's only about sex drive and then you really shouldn't give it and nothing could be further from the truth. So you've got to educate them. And then cortisol, I think the most education has to come about cortisol and insulin um, because these are things that they're going to have to learn how to manage in their life on an ongoing basis or if they're just doing things that you tell them to do, you know, meditate, quit your job, you know, most people aren't going to do that. Whatever it is they need to do, um, they're going to do it for a little while. They're going to take some supplements. They might change their diet for a little while and then they're going to go back to what they were doing and they're going to fall in the pit. So I always say, I want to teach you how to fish for yourself. I don't want to get you a fish and give it to you. So you've got to educate them on, you know, what are the three types of stressors that harm your cortisol and how do you manage these on an ongoing basis? And most uh, of the treatments for these hormones have different 
legs on the stool. So supplementation, dietary change, lifestyle, sometimes prescriptions. But that's really where I start. I love the way you described it kind of to me envision, I envision a pyramid, right? The core, the foundations, right? Are the things, the diet, the lifestyle, the stress reduction, the sleep, all that stuff. And then we get into supplementation. And then at the very top is if none of that works, then we look at prescriptions. So I love that approach because that's the opposite of what you learned in medical school. Flip it over and it's like, oh, prescription. And the people's attitude of just give me something. What can I take for my hot flashes? Well, <laughs> depends what's going on that's causing your hot flashes. We want to get to the bottom of it, test, figure it out, and actually solve the problem, not the symptom. Yes, and I will say this. I do see a lot of people, they work with nutrition, lifestyle, supplements, and then prescriptions. And oftentimes what happens when you you do that approach and you know you do nutrition for a month or a few months and then you uh, do lifestyle for a month or a few months and then you add supplements and then you only go to a prescription if people are quote unquote feeling better is that people don't achieve what's possible for them with their health in the most rapid way possible and achieve the maximum results or optimum results for them. So what do I mean by this? You know, I look at my experience and I was really wanting to die a lot of days because I was so miserable and I, I talk to women like that every day. So that meant that I needed rapid improvement to get to a place where, wow, I can do this, this works. And I find that a lot of practitioners do too little too slowly and then people get fed up and they say, this is does it really work? And then they they go off trying to find another answer. So I think as functional practitioners, it's really incumbent upon us to use the maximum benefit of our toolbox as quickly as possible. So, and in particular, I'll say that this happens with people with adrenal fatigue and people in menopause who are really in hormonal poverty. There's no supplement that's going to fix that. There's no diet that's going to fix that. There's no lifestyle that's going to fix that. So if you don't get them a bioidentical hormone prescription as quickly as possible, you're really doing them a disservice. If you don't give them supplements and a program, a comprehensive lifestyle and diet program to address their adrenal fatigue, they're going to drag on for a long time and probably never get better. And unfortunately, you know, right now, health coaches can even be trained to do this type of care. And I talk to so many health coaches who say, I'm only going to refer her for a bioidentical hormone prescription if she doesn't feel better. But the problem is, if you're not looking at the test, not only now, but in another six months and six months, and you're not seeing that she's in hormonal poverty still, and you're only treating symptoms. So now you've reverted back to a corporate medical approach, then you're doing her a disservice because it's not just about symptoms with menopause. So when you're in hormonal poverty with your estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone or testosterone, you're at increased risk for disease like dementia and Alzheimer's, heart attacks, stroke, osteoporosis, you know, and, and your longevity is decreased. So you're actually committing this woman to an increased risk of disease and premature death but you're not educating her about that fact. So more than anything, I want to make sure that we functional practitioners are not doing that to our clients because I think it's a disservice. So I 
don't believe in, you know, you've got to really look at your client and offer her all the tools that you have that could help her at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, in contrast to just offering a prescription is what I'm hearing, right? Exactly. Because that gives them the mindset like, oh, here you go, Mrs. Patient. I'm going to give you this progesterone estrogen uh, prescription. And then they're like, oh, I'm feeling better. Why do I need to do all that diet and lifestyle? (laughs) You got to do it all. And that's why education is paramount. So they understand. So for those who are maybe nurses, not nurse practitioners, who are health coaches here, who don't have the ability to prescribe these hormones, I know you have your hormone club. And is there a way that you can work with these folks to help them get the prescription while the practitioners here are working on the education, the diet, the lifestyle. Yeah, you know, I actually created her hormone club off about two years ago when I did the first Stop the Menopause Madness Summit. So we had at that time, uh, I think almost 50 experts. Then the last one we did, we had 100 experts. And women, thousands of women came. And then the, the refrain after was, okay, we get it, Kieran. We need hormones. We need biologically identical natural hormones. Where do we get them? And so I had all these people reaching out to me and I had a lot of experience with telemedicine. I had consulted with a bioidentical hormone telemedicine startup. So I had all this experience and I kept saying, we need a telemedicine prescription, a hormone service for women. We need this for women. We need this for women. And then one day I was like, yeah, we need it for women and I'm the one to create it. So I kind of had this epiphany. So I created it. So we offer services throughout the U.S. and we're actually starting to offer them in Canada as well. We have doctors, board certified, licensed doctors in every state in the U.S. and a lot of the provinces in Canada who will virtually consult with your clients and do the test, read them the right way, prescribe them natural hormones, and then they're sent from our pharmacy. So this is an add-on to anyone's program. This company does not offer any other functional medicine services, so they don't step on your toes. They're not going to educate people about their cortisol or do anything about that. They just do the test, prescribe, and send the hormones and on an ongoing basis. So yes, great, great. great. And we'll have the link to that. Her Hormone Club is what it's called. We'll have the link to that on the show notes page so we can reach out and you know incorporate it even into your program as, as an add-on. If you have a program to help midlife women, you have a program to help adrenal fatigue, but you don't have the license to prescribe. So I like that because what the concern I think a lot of practitioners have is that, oh, I'm going to send it off to this doctor who has prescribing rights and I'm not going to have that person back. And that person may not have the same philosophy of educate and get them doing the diet and lifestyle. Great. Well, that's great to know. So we'll make sure we have that on the show notes page. Anything else that we can pass on to our practitioners? I educate uh, in our nutritional endocrinology program ad infinitum about the Dutch test. The last few episodes of this podcast have been about the various parts of the Dutch test and how to read it and how important it is to know what the metabolites are. So you're not giving estrogen to somebody who's going to metabolize it into 4-hydroxyestrone and, and be at higher risk that you are working on you know, those things from a, a nutritional standpoint. So any other advice you want to offer to these folks who are dealing with people who are menopausal, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, suffering, but um, we know that there's an underlying adrenal or thyroid or, you know, gut problem or blood sugar problem. 
Right. I, I would just say, I mean, if you're already doing the right test, reading them the right way, you're using the multimodal approach like Rita Marie teaches, definitely you've got to get the insulin straight, which can be challenging in perimenopause and menopause because it can increase insulin resistance. So you sometimes have to really finesse that. And diet is a part of that, exercise, lifestyle, supplementation, and then really looking at the cortisol. And I think it's super important that we help patients to navigate this for the long term. So I, I see a lot of practitioners will do all this initial testing. And if they're not strong enough on the education, people think, oh, I, I did the testing. I did all the things for three or six months. I'm done. I'm good. I don't need to do anything else. And so really helping people to understand that health is a journey, not a destination. And just like you wouldn't put $10 in your savings account and then in a year say, but I put $10 in there last year, I should be good for the rest of my life, right? We have to really get them to understand and provide programs for them where they get regular testing. I personally think that women once they're in their 40s and 50s and beyond should have the Dutch test every six months. And all these tests, I like to, them to get inflammatory markers to see if those are creeping up. Um, a, another thing I guess I would offer is that, and probably you guys have experienced this too, there's so many women because they are identified by mainstream medicine who know they have a thyroid problem. So you get the one group who knows they have a sex hormone problem, they're perimenopausal, menopausal, so they're looking for answers. You don't get a lot of people who know they have an insulin problem unless they're diabetic, and you don't get a lot of people who know they have a cortisol problem. You get a lot of people who know they have a thyroid problem because they've been identified by mainstream medicine, but they're not served properly, so they never get their thyroid optimized. Like if they have Hashimoto's, they're basically told, oh, well, you know, we may or may not have you on supplementation, but there's nothing we can do, which is insane. That's another place where your sex hormones and your menopause is not going to be optimized. I always say thyroid, she's like getting beaten up by cortisol and insulin, poor thyroid and your gut, right? Those three things are beating her up. So you've got to address those problems too on an ongoing basis. I am one who does think that, I mean, you've probably seen it on your functional stool test. I've never seen a, an optimized functional stool profile. We all have gut dysfunction in this day and age. And so really helping patients to understand why they need that testing and why they need to address their gut health so that they can optimize their hormones. Most people, if you tell them, you know, for me, when I was an OBGYN and I first discovered my flatline cortisol that I was hypothyroid and I had low progesterone, right? These are all the reasons. And then I started getting better as I addressed them. And then next thing was somebody said, well, you need functional stool testing. And I was like, what? Why do I need that? So your patient's thinking the same thing. I don't need that. Food sensitivity testing? I don't have any food allergies. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, you got to educate them. I remember the first time I heard at my fellowship training about intravenous uh, nutrients. And I was, Brina Marie, literally taken aback. I probably did like this in my seat. Why would you do that? That's insane. Who puts vitamins in an IV? That's crazy. And then after I actually learned of the absolute necessity, I'm like, everyone should have that. 
we've gone on on this journey, you know, that Rita Marie's been on and all of you have been on with her and that I've been on, where our whole belief system around health has changed. You know, this idea that I'm not I want uh my healthcare expenditures to be the least possible. I used to consider that a cost to be minimized. Now I consider it an investment to be maximized and actually at my year end um, my healthcare expenditure is one of my biggest expenses because I spend so much on, you know, hyperbaric oxygen and the IV nutraceuticals and all these things. So you've got to take your clients on that same journey that you've been on. Otherwise, you're going to tell them you need X, Y, and Z, and they're going to go, that's too expensive. I can't afford it. All I can't afford it means is you haven't demonstrated the value to me. So I know this is kind of ancillary, but if we can't get people to invest time and financial resources into their health, which this type of care does require, then we can't help them. And I don't know about you guys, but I know Rita Marie's mission is to help millions of women. <laughs> so we've got to bring them on that men's journey. Um, men. Oh, you help men, right? I only work with women, but because um, that's my sweet spot. Um so you've really got to take them on this journey and uh, help them them to understand. And now I'm like proud to plunk down money to pay for my health, which wasn't the same 20 years ago. Awesome. Well, well, this is a great conversation because it really brings it brings us down to basics. It brings us down to foundations. It brings us to the the mindset and the attitude and the commitment to the big why I like to start with with people, the big why, like, why are they here? Why do you want it? Why do you even investigate this? It's not that just you're, you're tired of changing your sheets, right? There's more to it than that. And it's really helping them to get at that. So I appreciate that. So where can people find out more about you? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Sure, they can find me on my website and all my social media handles are the same at Kieran Dunstan, MD, I'll spell it because it's a little different. It's K-Y-R-I-N-D-U-N-S-T-O-N-M-D.com or at Instagram or Facebook. Um, Rita Marie will have links in the show notes if you want to check out my Hormel Bliss Challenge, which runs periodically. Um, it's a seven-day challenge. Uh, where I get on live on Zoom and I teach people how to address their hormones and really give you all the answers and you get a lot of uh, dialogue time with me so we can answer any questions you have. And then the Hormone Prescription Podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts and wherever your favorite podcast platform is. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. And thank you for being part of this mission to change the broken, the disease management system, which... Uh, doctors are starting to get fed up with, hopefully more and more and more as they listen to podcasts like yours and mine and read the blogs and really understand that the mainstream approach is not working to help people get truly well. It's just blocking symptoms temporarily until the next time. So we have the power through education, through sharing our knowledge base, through inspiring and motivating people to take action to change all this and to help people go from surviving and sometimes not even surviving to thriving. And that's what we're here for. So go check out our free adrenal resource guide that we put together at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash adrenals. And then if you want to go deeper with this, our practitioner trainings and resources are at www.inemethod.com. And until next time, shine on. 
Thanks for listening to Reinvent Healthcare. We are part of the movement to change healthcare for the better. If you liked this episode, leave a rating and a review. And for more resources to support you in growing a thriving and fulfilling practice, visit our website at inemethod.com.